What's up? It's John Boy and Jake Radio. It's April 2nd, Tuesday morning, Jake's favorite day of the week. We got Bob Marley telling us to go burning and looting tonight. How you doing, Jake? I'm awful. Um, I'm done with reggae on Tuesdays. Um, that's that's strike two. Strike three, you're off the music, Jordan. Um, I'll, I'll pull those strings. Not a joke. Um <laughs> I hope he's watching live. Just a bad day. Just a bad day. Uh, Tuesday's here. I hope Jordan's watching live. He DM'd me this morning and said, I think I'm going to watch live so I can see Jake's reaction to Bob Marley. (laughs) It was worth it for him. It's going to be the same one every Tuesday if you play that. Um, (laughs) Why do you hate reggae so much? It's not a Tuesday music, man. That's messing with the gods. It's not Tuesday music. That's weekend Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, <laughs> even Monday if you're still partying through the weekend. Tuesday's an insult, and don't do it again, Jordan, or you're off the music. <laughs> no, I like it. Oh, I, well, I have a vote, too. So um, We're split. We'll give yeah, the audience a vote. That'll be the last one. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm doing great. I woke up early, didn't get any sleep, but I'm uh, in a good mood. Yeah, that's my problem. I fell into the tweener area. I got like, I got like five hours. That's what I got. I, yeah, and I think I I normally need. Like, I need eight. I think six, six, six or eight, or actually less. I think like yeah. if you put up a four spot, you wake up and you're still like, all right. Well, I should be effing exhausted, but that was actually some good rest. I'm ready to go. So um, that, or if that, you get seven plus, you're like, wow, all right, that's pretty close to a full night. Let's get it. That's where uh, I am. I think that I usually need eight, and I do think that you need less sleep than me usually because you've always been an early riser. So I'm in that loopy area where like I, I'm going to crash and die soon. Nice. But I'm doing good. I woke up to shit all over the floor. Because mm. I just walked around the kitchen table just leaking poop. It was gross. After I steamed the floors yesterday. After yeah. a really long day yesterday, I who slept. Could, uh, who could have seen that coming? Yeah, I mean that's why we have to steam them because we shits every day. Yeah. Crazy, it's crazy. Don't let your dogs get really old. He's not that old. Like, he still has a lot of life left. Everyone keeps saying like, "Oh, you should put him down." It's like he's not there yet. Right. Still plays and like eats and all that. So. Anyway. That's that's all you need to do to live: play and eat. Play and eat, people. Play and, play and eat. eat. Has anything happened to you yet today? No falling off the toilet. No dog stomping on your balls. It's just normal Tuesday blues. Oh, I mean, those those are normal Tuesday blues. Everything's normal Tuesday blues. Um, no, just, uh, yeah, couldn't really shake off the cobwebs. Everything hurts. Back, mm. shoulder, neck. Um, legs were really tired and didn't didn't do anything that should have made them tired. Yeah, I mean, almost almost did the show from bed. Almost wow. like, couldn't get out of the bed. So, um, Tuesday. That's, it is what it is. Brutal. How was yeah. your Monday? Um, Monday was good, man. Monday was good. It was, uh, I don't know, I think all Yankees fans were living in fear for a little bit. Living in um, fear of that skunk. Mostly baseball-wise, and then it turned into... You know, Jim, there's a weird second there where Big G announced he got hurt that you were like, you almost took a step back and you're like, okay, we lost two, two to the Orioles. A lot of guys are hurt. Like, you, you almost felt like there was a calm for a minute with, like, Yankees fans. Mm-hmm. And then Anduhar came out and it was just like oh, World War Z, um, pretty sloppy. Mon- Monday was all right. I think I had a. Did I eat well yesterday? I'm trying to think. Yeah, I I had a little a little turkey turkey salad mix, a taco salad thing. I've been working that into rotation. Not out of choice. Um, the girlfriend went shopping and she forgot to get rice. Normally make a I make like a little taco medley, a little little turkey, little rice, a little salsa, a little guac, a little cheese. Um, but if you forget the rice, you're just kind of, you're just kind of messing up a big bowl of turkey. So 
mix it into the salad, make it a taco salad. Um, yesterday was good. Yesterday was a six, six on the nose. That's what a that's what a day should look like. Six on the nose for Jake. Nice man, happy for you. That's above your average day. Well, it's my average day, but no, your average day is a five point three nine. If you take out Tuesdays, though. Yeah, those those are a day though. Right, my day, but my average my average Monday. How about that? Oh, that's interesting. Five point eight six 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 point one. So yes, this is your yeah. average Monday. Like nice. I was saying, what about you? Congrats. Yesterday was awesome. I was so busy. Like I yeah. didn't. I never wasn't rushing to do the next thing yesterday. Nice. From John Boy and Jake Radio on, I did this, edited it, got it out. Actually, before that, I even did the fantasy challenge. I had to upload the fantasy challenge thing and set all that up. Mm. Then do John Boy and Jake Radio. Then I had to go to the store and get Katie. I bought Katie some candles and plants, the anniversary stuff. And I bought some bananas for myself. Came home, steamed the floors. No, I had to go to the post office, ship things, giving away out Gary hats, steam the floors. Then we did laps from the past. As soon as we finished laps from the past, we recorded our pregame show. As soon as we stopped recording the pregame show, I had to edit that, get it up right away. Then I edited laps from the past. Then the game started. Worked the game right after the game, recorded six pack cinema. Right after that, recorded Talking Yanks, edited Talking Yanks, edited Six Pack Cinema, 2 a.m., go to sleep. Boring. It was crazy. It was nuts. Uh, but I loved it. So I'm going uh, I'm going like 6.2. Like I was yeah. happy the whole day, even with the, the bad Yankee news. You weren't happy the whole day. There was like the, the Yankee news was crushing. Yes. But yes. I was happy to be active and doing stuff. And that's good. But you were crushed for a period of time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like I said, I'm just happy to have all these emotions back in general. That's good. Yeah. It was good. And now I got five hours of sleep and I feel great. Woke up to a bunch of shit in my kitchen and I'm just so, like, loopy. Amen. You crash and die, though. All right. You got anything else we need to do before we get into the, the sports? Got some sports to talk about here, Jake. Um, I'm here for it, bud. Sports, 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 get the right soundboard up, you dumb idiot. The Yankees beat the Tigers 3-1. to one. Domingo Herman went five innings pitch, zero earned runs in his first start of the season. Gary and Gardy both popped one over the fence, and Judge had a nice game-saving catch diving play. Uh, oh, and also the entire Yankee team is injured and everyone's hurt. And we have nine people on the injured list, which is the most among act any team in the baseball. Another team in baseball, the Mets beat the Marlins with four runs in the ninth inning to break it open. Ligaris tied it in the seventh. Rosario got to got the go ahead RBI in the ninth. And then Pete Alonso hit his first career home run a three-run shot to break it open in the ninth inning. J.D. Davis played a rough third base last night, uh, and Mattingly called out the umpires after the game, said, I know I'm not supposed to complain about the umpires, but it really seems like, uh, you know, everyone just talks about the lowly Marlins, and it's easy to pile on. I hope the league looks into it. In basketball, the Nets fell to the Bucks. The Knicks won. The Knicks won. They beat the Bulls. Congrats, Knicks. Got that... Uh, you know, really pick up the uh, energy of the fan base with that one. And the Islanders lost to the Maple Leafs. Sports. Deport days. The uh, Mattingly calling out the umps, man. He was like, I know I'm not supposed to do this. And he even said... We're, we're going to ask the league to look into it, and they're probably going to come back and say some judgment call or something like that, but it's uh, pretty bad out there. And he was calling the umpires out by name. He was like, Sam missed two. The Ligars bunt play is the most major one, but there was another one, and then he was just saying, like, balls and strikes were terrible. So Donnie's probably about to get fined. 
Yeah, I kind of like the angle. I like the, like, you know, I know I'm not supposed to talk about this, and I'm not gonna, but, I mean, Sam did miss two. Um, you know, Holbrook missed a couple. So, yeah, and I'm not gonna, I'm not supposed to talk about it, but you you guys did bad. The, I had you watch this before we we started recording because I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And there's one play where Lagar squares to bunt. The pitch is up and in. So because he's in crouch position, it's kind of at his face. He never pulls his bat back and it hits his hand, which is holding the bat. By everything I know watching baseball, the hand is part of the bat on a swing attempt. And he never pulled the bat back. So the bunt is an attempt, which means that that is a foul ball. They awarded him first base, then reviewed it and said, no, he gets first base. I have no idea how he got first base. I just don't know what the umps are are saying. What's your, did you see this? I don't even know if you agree with me or not. Yeah, if you offer at a pitch and it hits you, that's a strike. Um, that's why when I saw the replay, um, I mean, yeah, it's that. In in the replay, the way ESPN edited it, it shows them going to replay instantly, and yeah, the guy umpire just points to his hand and says, "Take first. The whole Marlins dugout is pointing at the big screen because they were showing the replay over there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a missed call. I wonder, I wonder what MLB will say. Well, does MLB admit to missing calls? Yeah, sometimes, but not, not a lot, but it's pretty egregious. Like, I don't even understand what the umpire could have said to Mattingly in that moment to justify it. Right. But I, I guess what I was hinting at there was the, uh, well, they said it hit him. <laughs> That's what they said. Um, yeah, but when Mattingly says, but he was offering a bunt. What's their response to that? It said he didn't. They said he tried to get out of the way. I mean, that's what they had to say. That's crazy. Um, that's the only option. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe the MLB umps need more accountability, man. I know they do the strike, the virtual strike zone thing, and they get rated on that, but we haven't seen any like effects of it. Um, you know, we saw a couple. We saw CB Buckner in one of the the Yankees' first games, and he was just awful like the most inconsistent strike zone you could have like it was just nervous like at after every pitch you could feel the catcher the hitter and the pitcher like looking at the ump because they don't know what the call is gonna be <laughs> like breaking ball and and that's over the line in the other's batter box and literally no three have any idea what the pitch is going to be called yeah i don't i don't know like they are they're trying to get better with strike zone, because like if you go watch the Levon Hernandez perfect game, that is a bad strike zone. That's right. like terrible. But uh, I don't know. There's this internal, or what's it called? Like when it's institutionalized or whatever. It's it's been in there that MLB umps just never have to answer to anyone, and they get to be stubborn. And it's been like a hundred years of that. Yeah. Like CB Buckner has been calling games since the early nineties. Yeah. And I hope maybe like eventually we just start had this new wave of umps that are just like the the umps that are coming up with replay and the technology like uh, understand they're not going to yeah. get everything right and that they can't just be stubborn about it. And all these older guys, when they fade away, that that leaves it. Maybe that's what MLB just hopes because I don't know. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I don't know. I just like NBA. They have that two final two minute things I told you about. They they keep like every call accountable and they issue that after the game. Like um, NFL has started to do something similar. Slash, they'll admit like the refs admit in the NFL like if they got to play wrong. Um, I don't know. Baseball needs that. You're right. There's still this like old guard that's like, no, I made the call, so that's the call. And it's like, well, that's cool. And we respect the fact that you do a tough job that is real time that you have to make a lot of quick decisions at. And you're we're we're all literally human, um, but they still have like that pride factor. And it's like, guys, how about the pride should be in baseball and getting it right. So just yeah. let's just do that instead. Yep. You know, who was pitching for the Marlins? Our old friend, Caleb Smith. 
Oh, he got the start. I saw I saw Snack and Ryder in there. He got um, the start and he looked pretty good. He got beat up by his catcher. Did not help him. Drop third strike led to uh, another led to Starlin Castro coming up with no outs. Then he, he he gave up a home run to Starlin Castro. So that's on Caleb Smith. Then a couple and then a passed ball led to a run. Caleb Smith. Caleb got beat Smith up. gave up a home run to Starlin Castro. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. He gave his home run to someone else. Okay. Darling Castro hit a home run, but he hit it off the Mets pitcher. Mats. Gotcha. Mats. Ca- Caleb Smith got hurt by his catcher, and J.D. Davis was a mess at third base. Like that. So here's, you'll like these plays. There's two plays where in the game they could have turned a double play, but J.D. Davis kind of just floats the ball to Cano. Mm-hmm instead of you know popping it over there and Cano catches it and just looks at him like what the fuck dude what are you doing yeah and then uh outfield throw comes in runner at third and JD Davis just misses it it goes by him runner scores it was uh and then the next batter hits a, a hot shot to the corner that goes right past JD Davis to allow more runs to score like that one it's it, it was just that because that happened after all the us, all the right. other ones. It's like, well, a fucking again. But that one, I don't think is really you know, those get by third baseman sometimes. But uh, the uh, the lob throws to Cano. I think you'd like Cano's reaction. It's really subtle, but it's just what are you doing? Normally do like Bob's reaction. And yeah, they were they were having fun pregame him, Jeets and Posada. Oh, wow. I didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty funny. Cano coming in. You know, the Mets veteran, whatever you want to lay it, pariah, second baseman, Jeter, now (laughs) the operating manager of the Marlins, and Jorge's new special assistant. So, yeah, the band was back together. Happy for him. It does kind of, like, it is, I'm happy for Jeter. He always wanted to own a team since he was 30. That's what he said to the press. Yeah, me too. But, uh... Fucking taking Posada with me, with him. And I know that Posada's his best friend, but it's like, come on. Yeah, I think if, that's a you thing. <laughs> if they steal Andy, I'm going to be upset. It's on the Yankees to keep that in-house. Maybe that's why they hired Andy this year. Ooh, I do. Maybe that is. They got to get to him before Jeter got to him. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. The, uh, the next one. Did you watch a second of this? Nick's W. Uh, I caught I caught parts of it. Um, didn't really care. Don't care. Um, don't care. That's that's the right word. Um, yeah. I mean, this is borderline NBA basketball. Um, I mean, my boy Cornette going off. That always gets me going. Mitchell Robinson's been the highlight for a month now. Um, the most impressive thing is his four assists, actually. Um, he's been blocking shots, grabbing boards, and getting some buckets, so I like that. Um, Jim, this is uh, this is pathetic. Um, I mean, you know, I'm like a sports geek. Yes. All right, I, 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 I try to be. Jimmy, some of the guys that the Bulls are playing in this game, like, not even like click them and I'm like oh yeah you know I remember him from the tournament or yeah I, I remember reading up on him during the NBA draft Jim some of these guys like I'm, I'm lost like and I, I do have a couple lucky Jake ones in there like they have a guy Shaq Harrison who was playing who played at Tulsa and I mean unfortunately I saw them because UConn's in the AAC now Wayne Lemon Jr. Walt Lemon. I didn't I couldn't even I'm reading his name in front of me. Walt Lemon Jr. Like he's 26. I've never heard of him before. He would have been at he went to Bradley. He would have been there four or five years ago. Like where where'd they get this guy? Um That's so, interesting that he was there four or five years ago. Because I was going to ask, do you think young Jake knows these guys? So that's the thing. I think that kind of hits the hits some of the buckets there. Um I mean, the Bulls, the Bulls have realized that if you want to tank tank, you got to get there early. Like, you can't, you couldn't do, they had some young guys getting buckets earlier in the season. 
Um, but yeah, man, I mean, oh, who are you? Alkins? That's a familiar name. Zona, okay. I, I thought I'd know that one. But um, yeah. The Bulls, though, so I'm looking at tankathon.com. The sure. Bulls currently have the four pick, which we know is very much different than one, two, and three. One, two, and three are all the same. So they need to do this. Like, they need to <clears throat> swap with Cleveland. They're now two and a half games out of <laughs> the three pick. Yeah. So they, uh... need, they need Cleveland to win two games, and they need to lose. And that's a huge, that's a huge swing in odds. <clears throat> yeah, man. And I, I, I can't do the NBA lotto odds today. But, uh, yeah, go, uh, go, go the Knicks. I don't think it's almost it's almost mathematically impossible for them to be jumped. Um, man, Tankathon is a nightmare. We we had some funny talking Knicks moments. I don't know if you caught that well and and edited it all, but um, <laughs> we did a we did a little Tankathon segment. We all ran one to see where it landed. Nobody, I think we were all landed in the four or five range. Like one click, one sim, and mm-hmm. <laughs> someone—I forget if it was Greg or Tom—but they go, "All right, that's good. We're getting the odds better in our favor because every time you land in the four or five, that gives you better odds to land one, two, three. Not actual mathematics or statistics, but how you have to think as a Knicks fan because your life's been miserable for twenty years." <laughs> Jimmy, the GOAT, the greatest of all time, a Michigan man, solid baseball player in his day, too. Tom Brady is retiring. He announces it on Twitter. He says he's going to tweet a lot more. LMAO, it's a joke. It's April Fool's. Tom Brady, God, did you get us? Coach Cal, Jim. Coach Cal was getting recruited by UCLA, UCLA. Uh, California gathering their shekels to try to bring Cal into town. Uh, Kentucky counters with the lifetime deal. Enjoy Flexington, Coach Cal, forever, forever. Jerry Stackhouse, a fan favorite for a while there, and talks to become the Vandy B-ball coach, Jim. And, I mean, women's women's final four is now set, Jimmy. Um Notre Dame beats Stanford last night. Baylor beats Iowa. Um, and UConn and Oregon rounded out. So we're getting Connecticut, Notre Dame, Oregon, Baylor. The only one that I wouldn't have been able to guess in the women's Final Four was Oregon. Because Baylor and Notre Dame, I've heard those names the last couple of seasons as the other two powerhouses. Has Oregon got a chance? Two one seeds and two two seeds, Jim. So parody. So uh, I mean, get off my lawn about it. Oregon's cool. They've got they've got a girl who's kind. Of, I don't want to say she's kind of a hardo. She um she was in the news. She missed a shot to get the rebound on her own triple double, and she like kind of admitted it. I don't know if you saw that the other day. That um, is so lame. Yeah, a little bit. Um, I don't know. It, if if a player you like did it and it was the tournament and you're like, well, this could be my only NCAA tournament, add it to the belt. I kind of get it. There's something there. But, uh, yeah, Baylor's really good. They beat UConn earlier this year. Um, it would be awesome if Oregon beat them. Connecticut's playing Notre Dame. Jim, a little scary. That This is... I, Notre Dame and UConn's been arguably the best rivalry in women's college basketball. Um, it's one of those, and not, I don't want to sound like I'm on my perch here. Notre Dame, it means a lot more to them than UConn. I mean, UConn used to be the biggest rivals ever with Tennessee forever. Tennessee's kind of in a in a down downward spin a little bit. Um, but UConn beat Notre Dame big at Notre Dame early this year. So they've been brooding all year, hoping to get Connecticut again, and they get it in the final four. So, um, 
Should be a tough matchup. If it's if they have to play Notre Dame and Baylor, that's really tough ass for my Huskies. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Speaking of lame, Tom Brady. With the classic April Fool's joke, I'm retiring. Ha-ha. Was this a funny joke? He had us. He had us going. We were ready. It was going to be the news we opened it up with. And then he just pulls the blanket. Um, yeah, I I thought it was funny because you and I we when you you texted me yesterday, and I had just seen it, um, which I'm I don't know I guess we're both prowling the internet for most hours of the day, um, and you were like, "Yo, is this super lame?" And I was in my head, I was like, "Yeah, kind of." In my head, I had it as like. Ugg's version of Tom Brady, just not giving a shit at all. <laughs> um, and and Tom Brady does that sometimes, and you, I just kind of respect. I respect whatever that guy does because he's just nuts. He's well, except kissing his sons. I'm, I'll come around on that one day. But um, and then he dropped like the, is this a bad joke? So what made it all come together for me? Because I, I, you know, I've got Tom Brady in the Uggs, just not caring what people are thinking, like it. But it was his first two tweets ever. Yeah. Welcome, was, welcome to the game, Tom. That makes me think it was just a huge PR stunt. Like his t- PR team was, we gotta, we gotta start you on Twitter. You're gonna retire soon. We gotta grow the brand, and uh, and then they come up with like, what's what should our first treat be? And like, oh, it should be, let's make it something crazy. Uh, okay, how about a retiring joke? Oh, let's do it on April Fool's. I think this is so lame. I think this is people who don't browse the internet because they can't, because they'll just get... They're too famous for the internet. So they're too famous for just, like, what's corny and what's not corny, and they just don't have a sense of how lame this is. But I don't really care. I'm just saying if, if you think this came out as cool, I totally disagree with you. Yeah, I think you yeah, I think you might be getting trolled right now, Jim. I think you might be the old man on the lawn and this is the troll. You might no. be stepping in the poop right now. What? I know that he thinks I know that he's trying to troll. I think that's the lame part. No, I don't think he thinks it's actually good. I know that. Like I think it's like Norm McDonald style. I still don't think it plays. Okay. You like Norm McDonald though. Yeah, but he has a reputation of that kind of humor like I know that Tom Brady's like, oh, look at this. So this is going to get people upset. I still think it really. Oh, really I don't lame. think he thought anyone was actually going to believe it. Yeah, I think it's a dumb PR stunt. I don't know. I think Tom's kind of past like PR cruise. I think Tom's kind of in that. No, 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 I'm no. I'm not going to say it's it's CC, but like Tom can do whatever he wants. But he doesn't run his own Facebook or Instagram. That's been no right. So I don't think he did this either. I think this was Twitter's a kind team. of a different world, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Lame. Calipari gets a lifetime deal. I wonder if he's going to buy some more houses in Lavalette. Maybe. Maybe more houses in Lexington. Um, he hates it there. Imagine. Yeah. Uh, well, that was... I mean, those were the easy jokes going around the internet. I mean, he, he was getting recruited by UCLA, so it's literally like Los Angeles, LA, baby, from Lexington... Um, but yeah, I, and he, uh, you know, confirmed on his radio show. Where else would I want to, where else would I want to coach? He said, um, lifetime deal is such an interesting thing. I was like, I was looking at what goes into a lifetime deal. Like how, what can you do in the contract that makes it say lifetime deal? It's a 10 year deal to coach for the next 10 years. And then he's going to get paid to be like an ambassador of the program for the rest of his life. I was like, right. oh, okay, that makes sense. Not for the rest of his life. There might be a number on that as well, but he's old. So basically until he's 80, he's going to be like have a say. Until he can't think properly, he's going to have right. a say in what happens in Kentucky basketball. Yeah, it's, it is kind of funny. You probably have to put some uh, put some interesting loopholes in there. Like if, if Calipari starts being real bad, there's got to be like a uh, there's got to be like a "Hey, we can fire you" clause after age sixty-eight, um, and like, yeah, you're still an advisor, but you can't coach the team anymore if you have two losing seasons or something like that. Do you um, wish the UConn did something like this with Calhoun and kept him in the mix, even if he wasn't coaching? 
No, um, cause he, um, I, I mean, dude, the the thing that the thing that we overlook in a lot of this stuff is like, Jim Calhoun's an old man. Jim Calhoun is seventy six. <laughs> um, he like retired because he was <laughs> old. Um, and I, I don't Isn't know. Is he like, coaching it, still? Isn't he coaching like? So he took a few years off, and now he coaches a D3 school. But, Jim, I mean, I'm thinking he shows up, like, three times a week. And it's like, okay, Jim's here today. You know, let's have a good one. Like, he's he's not put in the... Do you think he's recruiting for D3 St. Joseph? Uh, No. I think that's... But I do think he's putting a lot of time in the gym, but I think that's the biggest difference. Like... He he's just trying to mold men and be involved in basketball and win games. And he's not like grinding for recruits or dealing with media. It's like I still get to coach without all the headaches of a major school. He just it's actually kind of awesome when you think about it that way. If they have a game, he shows up. He's the coach. They have practices three days a week outside of that. He's at most of them. If he's not, they still have the guy they kind of report to. Um, yeah, I mean, it's this is like a board. This is him saying, do I want to play golf every day? Do I want to work on old cars? What do I want to do? And he's like, I'll, I'll just coach a D3 team for a little bit. I think he's I think he's putting in more time than that. I, I just think he's not really recruiting and doesn't have to deal with media and all the nonsense. But I, haven't, I don't know. Shows how much he likes to do it. Yeah, that's true. All right. That's the half. Zimmer Eight and has four this too. year from St. Joe's. What's that? Eight and four. I think I think was his record at St. Nice. Joe's this year. Nice. I'm Which makes send... me think he wasn't even coaching every game. I don't know. I mean, they're probably not that good. I uh, I just sent you a link okay. to the to the J.D. Davis Cano throw. I wanna I wanna see your get your thoughts on it. I just think it's. It's not hilarious, but it's just kind of funny because Kino's like, dude, why did you just lob that to me? You should have thrown it like we're still playing baseball out here. And the Ooh, announcers we'll... the announcers say it was the second time in the game he did that. I didn't see the first time. Let me know when you got it. Yeah, I mean that's bizarre. Does the guy j- just not trust his arm? That's it what didn't, I thought. It, I guess that's the scary part. I mean, I'm not too angry about him catching the one hopper. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of baseball players not make that play. But when um, it's all gets stacked. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it turns into a bad day real quick. Um. The lollipop is just bizarre because it wasn't like he threw it and he was like, all right, that's the third out. Let's get off the field. But it's not like he was trying to get the double play at all, but you should know the rules of baseball. I don't know. Callaway said he was waiting for Cano to get to the bag, so he didn't want to fire it. And it's like, that's Robinson Cano, though. He's one of the I mean, if you don't know, A, that you have to lead the second baseman, like, okay, that's what happens here. Davis and Cano hate each other. <laughs> well, coach, been... I want to throw it to the bag, but Robinson's not there yet. And Cano and the coach look at each other like, "Dude, if you think you're winning this argument, <laughs> yeah, it's a bizarre play. I thought you would find it bizarre to just lollipop a throw on a double play to second. It's weird. Yeah, a lot of uh." A lot, of, a lot of Mets fans saying they're waiting for Lowry to come back or just throw McNeil at third. And I get it because that guy almost looked like he didn't know what baseball was. I read the news today, oh boy. And though the news was rather sad, well, I just had to laugh. Well, it's 6 o'clock. Time for the news. A goat got kicked off a school bus in Utah. A real goat, I think. Hundreds of women were secretly filmed undressing for treatment at a San Diego hospital. Not good news. 
A drama student stabbed two classmates while acting out a scene from Ashton Kutcher's The Butterfly Effect. Yikes. A cashier was assaulted for putting customers' chips and cans in the same bag. Whoa. Denny's customer was viciously attacked after defending employees from an angry DoorDash driver. Uh, A Polish priest burnt some Harry Potter books to protest magic. And growing corn is a major contributor to air pollution study finds. I read the news today, oh boy. A lot of, a lot of bad news today, Jake. It's Tuesday. Ooh. Real quick, growing corn being a major contributor to air pollution, do you think this is just someone trying to knock down Native Americans even more? Oh, you think this is the long con on Native Americans? Like there were Native Americans all about, you know, we use every piece of the buffalo. The earth is our God. We have to treat it well, do all this stuff. Native Americans also were the leading growers of maize. They taught the uh, peop- the pilgrims how to grow the corn. And now the white people are saying, actually, the corn is you know, the start of air pollution. I think this is some... Some hogwash. Well, Jim, I think the spin that the natives would send back is like, hey, we never told you to use ammonia in the fertilizer. We we just told you to put the seeds in the ground so the corn would grow. That's a great counter by the natives, so we're on the same page. Yeah. This this is bullshit. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. Everything's bad. Stop stop growing all the corn. Stop all, all the cows are farting. Stop uh, you know, everything's melting. I don't know. You like know. corn? You like corn? Um, interesting. Um, you know, a good corn in the cob in the summer. Have to appreciate that. Yep, ditto. Um, you know Jersey's known for its sweet corn? Sure. Sure. I think that's kind of a northeast thing. My mom would hunt out sweet corn in Connecticut as well. Really? Um But uh yeah, I I mean I'd say I don't know, like I'm never cracking a can of corn. No. I only like corn on the cob. Um I mean if like if if a little bit of corn finds your, finds your way into a chipotle bowl or something like that, you're okay with it? I don't know. I like corn on the cob. You ever have Mexican corn on the cob? That stuff yeah. is delicious. I love yeah. that shit. Anyway. Uh, the Polish priests are burning Harry Potter books to protest magic. Thoughts on that? Good. I mean, yeah. They're not wrong, right? I don't know. Bible's got a lot of magic in it. We don't like... Oh, no, that's... I mean, that's God showing us the way, Jim. Um, This is... Harry Potter performs magic. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ performs miracles. The Much priest different. hates magic. You kind of hate magic. I hate magicians, that's for sure. Exactly. I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, he's, he doesn't like magic. Is This isn't a shot at anyone. I don't like magic. I'm setting these books on fire. Perfect. How many how many books do you think you have to set on fire for it to make the news? Like, do you think this was just one priest with one Harry Potter book, or do you have to have a barrel of like Harry Potter books? Uh, it looks like there's a picture towards the bottom that looks like we got a good amount of books. No, oh, nice. Don't go um, half-assed with your bur- book burning. This happened in Colorado. Um, what? I thought it said about Polish priest. Yeah, I'm trying to... The Colorado-based Fire and Brimstone Organization. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, it's... If you're the guy burning the books and you don't know at this point in society that you're the idiot, like, I don't, no, you're no gone. Helping. You no. are lost. No helping. There's no coming back for you. The story that I resonated with the most today is the cashier that was assaulted for putting the customer's chips and cans in the same bag. Now, I'm not saying this cashier deserved to be assaulted physically, but a a verbal assault is way warranted. All my chips are going to be crushed now, you idiot. Yeah, that's that's common sense. One on one. 
Next thing you know, he's going to put the eggs on the bottom of the milk jug. Come yeah, on. I mean, it would be... Okay, let's see if I can get the chips, because there are some important dynamics in here. Um, also, look at the customer's face. Like, if you want to look... This guy is bald with a beard. He looks like uh, Jack Black's angry twin brother. That's not the guy you want to put his chips and his cans in the same bag. Know your audience, cashier. Yeah. His wife were buying... Get smashed. They're worried about it. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get it for sure. Um, I think... Uh, yeah, no, I'm okay with the physical assault. <laughs> did you see the quote on here it said uh when the cashier did it the guy the customer looked at him and said do you have a problem with me because i have a problem with you now that's <laughs> a really good it's a really good response cashier I mean, thought he was joking replied back and said do you it's bad and that's when he grabbed him by the neck i obviously shouldn't be assaulted but in a serious note if you're a cashier and you don't know like not to do that it's kind of like, it's kind of bagging 101. Well, I don't think a lot of uh, a lot of gas station people have been groomed how to bag properly. I think that's an overlooked dynamic of the job. I think it's something that needs to be addressed. This was at a gas station? Um, I believe so. Yeah, this wasn't. Do you think this was at a supermarket? Yeah. Well, I just I did just saw a cashier assaulted for putting customers chips. Oh, maybe it is. Then then I would I would flip a little bit. I thought this was at like a uh no, no, a grocery. grocery store. Yeah, giant food. Okay, then yeah, every okay, then I, I was joking before, but yeah, assault that guy. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. Yeah. It's really it's really stupid. You have to be pretty dumb to put the cans and the chips in the same thing. And I was a yeah. bagger when I was fifteen. Bag grocers at Safeway. I know it. That was the first time I ever had to clean up shit. Mm. Human shit, though. Old lady shit. Well, did you have a dog before that? I had Zimmer, but uh, he 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 pooped out. No, he pooped outside in like his shit area. Yeah. Did you just leave it in the yard? Um. Yeah, he had like a shit area. Like we didn't touch it or anything. Yeah. Landscapers would come and just mow it over. Ah. Yeah. Um, no, this was like an old woman's underwear in the stall. Right. Just shit herself, dropped her panties full of shit, left. 15-year-old me had to go clean it up. Absolutely disgusting. Nice. Yeah. All the other stories today kind of suck. Like, hundreds of women secretly filmed undressing for treatment at a San Diego hospital. Why why society suck so bad? Who was doing this? I mean, who gets man, off it, on that? Yeah. Yes. People don't think they're ever going to be the one to get in trouble. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, people, I mean, but like then like he was sued. I don't know. That's fucking terrible. And then the goat that got kicked off the school bus Right. Hard to be on the goat side. I don't know any of the details. If I read this article and somehow at the end of the article, I'm on the goat side, I'll be shocked. Have you clicked the article? Because the first sentence will officially let you put a stamp on it. A mischievous goat is getting kicked off a school bus after trying to sneak on with students in Utah. Like unless unless this is skewed sort of fake Utah news. Coming out and admitting that it's a mischievous goat? I mean, yeah, you can't have a mischievous goat on the bus. If it's the friendly goat that everyone loves, but one kid got mad one day and said, get your goat off the bus, I mean, then it's a made-for-TV movie. I thought this was going to be someone's pet, and then I was way into it, but the fact that it's a wild goat Right. That just wants to be a human. Just wants to be a real boy. Just wow, want to be one of the school children. That lady picked up the goat and just like powerhoused it out of the bus. 
I don't like, I would never touch a wild animal. I'm a huge pussy, but uh, it's crazy. This woman just picks up this goat, gets it out of there. I guess if you've handled a goat, that's totally normal and fine to you. But I kind of am on the goat side now. Goat just wanted to go to school, man. Like it needed yeah. to get kicked off. You can't let the goat go on. Did you watch the video? Yeah, I'm, that's why the lady just drags it off. The the dad that's trying to stop the goat with just like one of the saddest leg moves ever is pretty good. That's me. That would. That's what I would do. Just oh, one. I don't. You're not putting your foot in there. Maybe that like, goat takes one move at your foot. You're not. You're not in there. I might back up two steps and then put my foot out one step, knowing there's no way contact's made. But you're it telling. Looks like an you're telling Katie. You're tricking her into going up there, and you're like, Katie, doesn't that one kid look like a goat? Go check that out. <laughs> that's that's probably yeah. That's, that yeah. sounds good. But I got gotcha. you. Don't let goats on the bus. I mean, I'm with that. It's a it's a stern but fair rule. Don't let goats on the bus. The next story is. Um, this guy was sitting at a Denny's eating, okay? And a DoorDash driver comes in and just starts screaming at the Denny's employees, like, where's my food? Where's the food? I got to deliver it to my customer, saying mean stuff. And the customer at Denny's turns to the DoorDash driver and says, you need to calm down, man. It's Denny's. These people are working their butts off right now. And then the DoorDash driver just kicked that guy's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you want me to calm down because this is a Denny's? How about I kick your ass? Uh, I mean, I'm on the customer side, obviously. But the amount of wild card that this DoorDash driver is, he, I, I applaud him. You know where this took place, Jake? Where'd this take place? Fremont! Free what? <laughs> uh. Um... Why does this DoorDash driver care? Now I want the goat to be on the bus. I want the goat to be on the bus too. And think about where you where you started this story at and where you are now. I know. I was. I'm shocked, but it happened. I'm. I was rooting for the goat. That goat just wanted to go to school. Ooh, and Jimmy, I have one of our news stories we were scared about. Is is actually usable? What's that? Wait. Wait, what's the story? The butterfly effect thing. Yeah. So know how it says two classmates? Yeah. Dude, one of them's 21. Like Same. these aren't, I thought these were going to be like end of middle school, early high school kids oh, that were just. Oh, then screw these idiots. You can't accident. You, you can't be. 21 years old and get away with accidentally stabbing someone. Like, unless it's a freaky accident. They're saying it was an accident? I mean, well, did he mean to stab him? I think that's how I read it. Was tasked with acting out the scene with two male peers, stabbed them both in their chest and their backs. Yeah, this dude just I think him. they were trying to hardcore act. I think they were like, let's act for real. I don't think so, because you would just use a fake knife like every other acting performance in the history. But of that's acting. why they're going to be the best, Jim. They used a real knife. He fleed on foot right afterwards. Yeah, he stabbed them. He stabbed yeah, he them. just this guy was just a stab artist. I went to University of Hartford. Yeah, huge, you did. Huge drama school. Shout out. Glad we glad we can finally get your school in the news. Now, we always talk about my central, but we get your U-Hard in there. Man. This guy sucks. You ever seen the butterfly effect? Yeah, man. That's a... Like, I know that's not considered like a classically good movie or not that heavy, but that movie's heavy, man. That movie gets to me. The uh, article here about the stabbing on yahoolifestyle.com or whatever the fuck it is, sure. they end it with, The Butterfly Effect is a 2004 science fiction thriller starring Ashton Kutcher. Critical reception, critical reception was generally poor. Come on. Right? I only saw half of it because I downloaded it, and then my download was ruined, and then it stopped playing, and then I had to think, do I like this movie enough Ooh. to like re find a new download and 
get to the point and finish it. And I was like, no, I don't. So. Yeah, it's a little it's a little heavy. Movies like that have no structure like they could they could take it whatever way they want and you just have to accept it. There's no rules to that universe. Right. So I can't uh, like. I don't know. I think that's also the point of the movie. We just did our movie review on Us. Right. Six Pack Cinema. Go go check out our review on Us. Um, pretty funny because John just didn't like catch anything. Mm. <laughs> he texted me today. He was like, I feel really dumb. I sound like an idiot this whole episode. And uh, But what did... Uh, let's watch your... This is how we grade things on Six Pack Cinema, Jake. Okay. Five popcorns for entertainment. Just... In the movie experience, how much did you enjoy watching it? Do you want to watch it again? Out of five, you can do half points. And then mm. critical rating is critically, where do you think it lands one through 100? Okay, so it's entertainment. And then, okay, there's like the big scale for actual movie world. Uh, entertainment, that factored in rewatchability too? Yeah, we're just like, were you hooked? Like, do you, did you, were you like watching it the whole time? You never wanted to get up and leave. You never were like, man, this is dragging Were you were entertained. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty easily entertained. I'd say us was like, uh, um, I don't know. It was like, I'm, I think I'm going to go three and a half popcorns. That's what John that gave right? it. I had it a three and a half, but I bumped it to a four because once it started coming together in the end, I really liked it. Yeah, and that that was nice. I guess I I still don't fully know the scale because I I was kind of at four, but I brought it back down because like I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it again. You don't want to like catch all the things you didn't catch the first time. Not really. Like I I replayed a few of them in my head. I think to rewatch the whole movie to catch a couple more of those. Like, do you think you're gonna watch Us again? Yeah, because I want <clears throat> to. Oh, really? The, okay. I want to I want to catch all the things that I didn't I didn't pick up on. Okay, uh, that's, um, that's a okay. little surprising to me. Good for you. I gave it a four popcorns. What would you give it critically? I have no idea. Um, so 90 up, we say, is like it's going to get nominated for one category of something will get nominated. And then 80 I'll say is like, like it's good. an 81. Um, I, I think in... In my head. So the big thing for me coming into this is, uh, you know, I'm a big expectations guy. And like if us came out first and then get out came out, would we would everyone have been saying us is this incredible movie and then get out came out and you're like, I talked okay, about well, yeah, it's kind of, you know, okay, you know, similar dynamic. You don't really know what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Um, no, I still think get out was easily the better movie. Um. When did uh so okay spoiler spoiler spoilers sure when did you realize that that sh- the twist I realized the twist I mean towards the end I don't look for that stuff in movies you you and I go back and forth on this I I don't try to figure that stuff out I I let it I let it come how the director delivers it mm. all right where you're did like, you have it I know like that's Shane. a that's a proud point for you well. <clears throat> I, I thought it originally when she's a little girl and, and the mom says, I want my daughter back. I was like, oh, maybe they switched. Sure. And then I kind of forgot about it because I think they did a bad job throughout. But then when she started going down the rabbit hole and she knew exactly where to go. Right. I was like, oh, she's been here before. Yeah. And, that, and then that kind of confirmed it. I yeah, liked yeah. it. John didn't, John didn't get like the metaphor of it all. That was good. The tethered were the underclass and the disenfranchised. And if you just give them a shot, they can assimilate and become normal and all that stuff. He was like, oh, that's what that was about. <laughs> I think it's crazy what Jordan Peele's able to do. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing for me, I, I'm, I'm more of a face level. I mean, even and, uh, you know, maybe it's a knock on myself for not wanting to know more about the depths of literature or cinema or whatever it may be. But, um, I mean, just being able to mix in the, the good relatable humor into that world when they do the family kill count and stuff. And I, you know, I, I mean, just being able to make 
when the dad's laying out on the bed trying to be sexy on the family vacation, like just just doing all that stuff. It's, I mean, those are two extremely difficult worlds to mix. That's why there's so many like bad, scary movies out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I enjoy I enjoy his stylings. All right. Bed of the day, it's the bed of the day. Bed of the day, bed of the day. Bed of the day, bed of the day. Yesterday was a winner, winner, chicken dinner for both Jake and I. I think, actually, I never checked the final score, but I know the Braves were winning. Eight nothing. Okay, I saw it at five nothing, but awesome. Awesome, Jake. We're on the board. You thought I was going to jinx your pick, but. No, instead you lost all of our viewers' money by throwing in that Yankees over at the end. Yeah, that that doesn't even go on the official page though, so it's just Well, that's why you can't you can't just throw that out there. You're getting the people all sorts of messed up. What if someone they fast forward to the end and that's all they hear? Okay. So do you think I need to take my baseball picks more seriously or I need to stop taking them? I mean, I just to start 4 months in just throwing out these bonus John Boy bets out of somewhere. I mean, what is that? All right, maybe I'll stop making them. Polluting the people. Well, the power of opening day is stronger than my bad streak. Yes, but I I think your bad streak came out through the Yankees over. No, 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 because that's not official. Right. Well, you just got to be careful with that, man. I mean, this this is people's lives we're messing with. What are you looking at today? Are you going back to baseball? What am I looking at? today um jim you know what every year a baseball team gets us all sorts of juiced up this year it's the seattle mariners it's late night and they're thirsty they got a 10 10 start tonight they're hosting laa seattle six and one laa is one and four gonzalez is pitching for them he's already two and oh they really like him um Cahill's pitching for LAA. And this is going to be the whole Mike Trout story this year. Like, I'm already seeing it. Like, LA is going to be garbage. They signed Trout to the big extension. He says he wants to be there for life. They need to retool their whole franchise because they're just not good. Hey, um, and Seattle's running, Seattle's running so hot right now. It's Seattle minus 108. Yeah, Mariners. Keep keep running hot. They're, they're this year's Mets. I love baseball that there's no spread. It's just money line. I mean, they do do spreads. You'll, I know, you'll but, see... these, but these ways, we're doing it. Yeah. Much easier for my brain. Just, oh, who's going to win? Yeah. Who do the Angels have on the mound? Trevor Cahill. Man, Angels are one and four. But And we're in Seattle? We're in Seattle, baby. I tweeted this out loud. I really like watching games in Seattle. Loud. I mean, yeah. I like everything you said. The Mariners are off to a hot start. I don't think it'll last, but I think it's got like another week or two left in it. This year's Mets. They'll be like 11 and 2. Yes. And they did, they beat the Red Sox, who are a good team. And this is one one of my favorites. <laughs> I I actually it's been a while since I referenced Rosillo on here, but one of his kind of theories that he's <laughs> he's always pushed. He's more of an NBA guy, but you know there's always a team that just comes out and they play well, whether it's good luck or you run into teams on the right night or whatever. But like he <laughs> his example, I think this year like the Pistons are good, and he says, yeah, you you can always tell because the analysts just start saying cliches and you'll be like yeah this team really galvanized and they really listen to their coach (laughs) and like we're gonna hear that about the Mariners in two weeks like people are gonna be like why are the Mariners so good and they're like well they're playing really good team baseball and that's gonna fall apart because they're they're not good the Angels haven't scored more than three runs yet it's not good it's bad Jake is stupid but he's smart And I agree. I like it.
Mariners, baby. They're still at home, so I think like this hot streak is going to last until they go on the road. I like that. And uh, all right, late night. We got to stay up till crack of dawn to find out the result of this one, or just go and to then, sleep and find out at, at when we wake up. Yeah, barely just find out in the morning. Um, oh yeah, dude, this is set up perfectly for the Mariners to be like this year's Mets, dude. They go, they go from here. They go on the road. They go to the White Sox and the Royals. So that's including tonight's game. One, two, three, four, five, six. So yeah, they've got seven more games. So they're probably going to be what's their record? They'll be like eleven, eleven and three, something like that. And then they go play Houston, and then it's all going to come tumbling down, tumbling down, burning and looting. We have lost. We must have really paid. 